And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Where the fuck is Trump? Head to dead. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the switch. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me a He is Jalen Anthony. What Rose. up? Doe. I'm David Dowling Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. And we're putting it on wax. It's the new style. What you doing, What do we do? We give the people, the people what they want. So much to discuss today. Excited to preview some of week two in the NFL. Team USA lost again to Serbia this time. Two straight losses. The worst international tournament showing in the history of Team USA basketball. But Jalen and Reggie, Reg the Ledge, hit the button because we are starting with something that is just too, too, too hot for Team Too, 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 too hot. Okay, Jalen Rose. We travel a lot for work, right? A lot of people travel out for work. A lot of people listening to this podcast right now travel out for work. And there's a French, French man, works for a company, a, a railway services company based near Paris. He had to go on a business trip to Central France. While there, this married man engaged in an extramarital sexual relationship. Probably was at the hotel bar, met what's being called a perfect stranger. The two of them engaged in coital acts. During those coital acts, must have been great, because homeboy passed away. What? So now. That's crazy. So now what is happening is, because of French law, and because of the fact that he was on a business trip, the company is now liable for his death, and there's going to be compensation to his estate because he was on a business trip when he passed. We all know how much Judge Judy makes, so we got a new character named Judge Jalen. (laughs) Judge Jalen, you got your robe on. No wigs. We don't want to mess up the waves. But you got your robe on. Judge Jalen, how would you... This case came to your courtroom. How would you rule? Wow, a lot of thoughts went through my mind while you were telling the story. I remember the height of my jock days... And feeding a caveman mentality of athletes acknowledging the difference in sports and how their lifestyle differs. For example, the joke basically could be, as in NFL players, is more like a one-night stand. Basketball players is more like a jump-off. And baseball players more like full-blown second relationship. Because they're in cities multiple days at a time. NFL, you go in, play on Sunday, Monday, and on Thursday, you you up out of there. Basketball, you might get two nights somewhere. And so for this gentleman. (laughs) Correct. And for this gentleman who was on a work trip. But anybody that disputes that his job should pay, this is what the judge has to say. How many times on a company dime have we charged food and or beverages on our corporate card? And then when we got the receipt, we justified it in our mind that that was for work. I've never done that. I'm, I, I follow all of the travel expense guidelines of the Walt Disney Company. Of course you should and you do. But there are people who don't. Mm-hmm. And this guy, heard. trying to make sure he takes care of his family, was going overseas, trying to represent the best interest as a taxpaying citizen. Mm-hmm. But then I can't condone the cheating. So That's the what thing. I say... Nope. No, here, but here's I'm getting I'm getting to a solution. 
The company pays, but his wife is the beneficiary, not the jump off. Oh, I like in that. In any way, shape, was, or form. Because I'm never, it's hard, it's so hard for me to sit in front of a microphone and argue on behalf of big business. You know what I mean? It's, it's so hard to argue that the big business that makes all the profit and has the stock price and the buildings and the meetings and the billion dollar company should save some money. But I will say, when it comes to who's liable for the death, I don't see how the business has any liability for this man passing away. His own health habits, perhaps the performance of the young lady he was with, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what ultimately is responsible for him passing away? But I'm not sure. I mean, and I'm not sure that uh, this company should pay for it. But you know what? Why not? Why not? It's just- I have a topic for you. I think the co- I agree with you. The company should pay for it, and it's family and his wife should be the yes, sole beneficiaries. Yep. Hopefully we talk about this on the show. If we don't, somebody should probably add it right now as we speak on this pod. We're going to ignore the Kobe Bryant been trending for 24 hours? Well, we looked into that and did extensive research. Extensive research. At first, it was like, oh, he's coming after a little girl because she didn't show up at a basketball game and she went to a dance recital. But then people asked him about it, and he walked it back, and he said that it was all fake and it didn't really happen, and that that girl really showed it. It's like he did the thing where in the time that we heard about it to the time that we're about to put it in the show, that he's already walked it all the way back. He's now put out a video of himself dancing when he was 12 years old. Have you seen that? Kobe can get down. That's why, to me, it should be in our television program. There's a lot of great angles to the story. Kobe Bryant is a pretty famous human being. He coaches basketball on a team that includes his daughter. Mm-hmm. We're a sports program, and he's been the number one trending topic in the last 24 hours. I don't see why that couldn't be soft move or boss move or... Just be in the show. Disagree with you there, sir. It yeah, ain't played a, out a long meeting about he's it. Still, he's currently trending. He's currently We had a long trending. conversation about it. Well, he's trending now because he put out the apology video of himself dancing. Correct. And Correct. Was, I've, you know been what? In con- what? I've been in contact with him. The biggest takeaway was this. Kobe Bryant can get down. The 12-year-old Kobe Bryant can dance. 12-year-old Kobe Bryant can dance way better than I can dance right now. I'll tell you that much. Where do you rank yourself as a That's dancer? That's why... That's why him doing Ice Ice Baby in one way, shape, or form should be making our podcast or television show. He's a 100% better dancer than me now. But when I was 13 years old, I was doing a different type of dance, break dancing. Okay. I wasn't the best on my block, definitely wasn't the best in the hood. But that's the kind of dancing I was doing. Anything that we saw on Beach Street, Wild style, breaking, turbo, ozone, Lee, Bronx Rockers, Lil Lep. We were also breakdancing, but something tells me that Arnold Road in Pelham, Massachusetts, breakdancing on the cardboard was a little different than <laughs> you and your friends in Detroit. Just a little different. <laughs> And Reggie, don't you the dare, way, don't you dare, don't you dare think that me and my man Bevilacqua, I got you, Reg. I think that was his name, Bevilacqua. I got you, Reg. I got you, Rod. I got you, Reg. And you're exactly right. This is the moment. This is one of those on, moments Reg where Reg need a mic. Come on, Reg the Ledge. So it's no, it, it all depends on the season. So the, the way seeing Magic or Bird play on TV or Dr. J and then go outside and try to mimic their moves. It was the same thing with the movies. Everything we saw, we mimicked it, had our dance click, used to go blocks and battle one another. You had the IZOT pullovers that were a little slippery, help the back spin, help the head spin. You wear it around your waist, the breakers only cardboard. You know what I mean? Tape it down. Like, so yeah, dancing was something that was more vogue, was more vogue in my opinion for teenage men than it is now. Yes, and when I found out, me or correct me if I'm wrong. 
No, when I found out that breakdancing was going to the Olympics, it's like, oh, Team USA is going to be worse at breakdancing than they are at basketball. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> team, like you think you think Team USA embarrassed ourselves in the World Cup? The Team USA breakdancing team? Oh, they ain't even going to medal. They're not, they're not even going to make the medal round. They're going to be out in the group stage. They're definitely going to be out in the group stage. Have you like they have real good breakdancing competitions? I think Red Bull puts one on every year, um, and like. These people get down. Like they're they're on another level. They get they're not. Down. They're on another another but level it, completely. But it, 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 it's almost. This is why context is always important. And I'm glad that I'm always old enough yet to to uh, to, to have hi- a history, but young enough to relate. And that reminds me of if you're somebody that's an all-time great runner, like a Jesse Owens. Mm-hmm. I consider him the GOAT. But there are people walking the face of the earth that have faster times than he do. Yeah, I understand. That doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that they're better. Yeah, that's how I feel about basketball. That's how I feel about breakdancing. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's how I feel about the breakdancing thing. Yeah, and there's also something about... It's, 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 uh, all sports are like this. You know what I mean? Like people always want to say so and so is the goat, so and so is the goat, so and so is the goat is, there's different goats for different eras. And the people that you mentioned that were breakdancing in 1984 didn't have four decades of history to rely on and four decades of evolution and, and four decades of new moves and, and four decades of, of, breakdancing on wax that they could study the people that were doing it way back in the late 70s were kind of making it up as they go which to me whether better or worse or whatever is just a little more difficult i want to make sure i do a better job of stressing this on the pod on the television show on ig live even when we go interactive there is no substitute zero okay for originality and creativity. None. The people, for the most part, who evolved to the point where they're able to put something for the culture initially, that level of imagination and practice wasn't something that they could Google or watch on YouTube and mimic. Yes. So I, I look at that way different than I look at the level of dancing that you would likely see at the Olympics. I got another example for you, too. Oh, what's that, Mr. Rose? I got another example for you, too. You said this is a don't-get-fired topic. Oh, no. They were pole dancing. Are you serious right now? Hold on. Let me tell y'all something. I've been to the strip club, I would probably say, five million times in my life. You haven't retired from the NBA, but you have retired from the adult establishment. I had to at some point. <laughs> when you get a high score, you start to, you know, become an adult, found schools, get married. married. Like, I'm just I'm just waiting on one of my friends to get married so I can go to a bachelor party at the strip club. I wouldn't know how to act. That pole dancing that I seen, I've seen some of the most historic artists from Detroit, Michigan. Black Orchid comes to mind when I was young. Or Atlanta, <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> Magic City comes to mind. Some of the all-time great places in Miami, Florida. Gentlemen's clubs. In downtown Atlanta, in Houston, like this, it, it, it just—I just have a premonition. Uh, I've seen some of the all-time greats. It's almost like I've been a producer, and my artists were Jay Z, Big, Pac, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I, I've seen all of them. So I cannot imagine this equaling what might end up happening for somebody that might win a medal because of the originality and the creativity of the four founders. Jalen, I have an important question for you. When the whole Magic City scandal broke, and there was this big investigation into specifically NBA players attending the club. Did you read, did you read through to see if your name was involved? 
Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> no doubt. Did your phone and, ever and ring? Not Magic City, the gentleman, the gentleman's club in particular, downtown, a block away from the Ritz Carlton Hotel. Okay, is that what I can did? say this now because it's closed. It's already closed. Players don't stay there necessarily. Um, either way, that establishment is closed, so I can say this. And I will not mention any teams. I will not mention any names. It, it, it was commonplace for the bus to pull up. And the bell staff will help with the bags. And there were individuals. I was, I was the captain, I'm pretty sure, at some point. <laughs> of making sure that we didn't even go into the hotel, that we went straight to the establishment. And, and this planning started in the previous city after the game. You want to get the dub, take care of business, ice the knees in the fourth quarter, everybody hurry up and do their interviews, everybody hurry up and get the shower, no more lollygagging with your peeps after, get on the bus, get on the plane, we trying to get there. So, this is a total team effort. So, so absolutely. No doubt about it. But I got one rule that I could say that I've always had on this too hot for TV topic. Oh no! One rule. Fired. Don't get fired. One rule, and so this glad, is how I so wrap a bow on the story. This is how I wrap a bow on the story. What, how did this story start? Break dancing. <laughs> no, it started because a gentleman was in Europe, and what happened? Oh, right. Oh, but and he had a he had a heart attack during a coital experience, and the company paid for it. One thing I am not going to do: I'm really selective, where I'm going to unbutton and unzip my pants. Very oh, selective. And a public establishment ain't one. That ain't private to me at all. Uh, I, I I can't I can't get as I can't get as emotionally invested. Just let's just let's just as just, most let's, people let's, probably could. Let, let's let's just you know what I got three words for you. Don't get fired. Let's get the people what they want. Whether you have a big business or a small business, the most impactful decision that you will make are the people that you work with. Hiring people is such. A critical decision, whether you are a manager at a big business or you are running your own small business. And the best way to get the best candidates is ZipRecruiter. For example, Cafe, Cafe Altura, their chief operating officer, Dylan Miskowitz. He needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. What did he do? Switch to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply for your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter, and he said he was impressed by how quickly and what high-quality candidates he had through ZipRecruiter. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that is how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days with results like that it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get quality candidate within the very first day see why ZipRecruiter is effective for business of all sizes try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address ZipRecruiter.com slash J and J that is ZipRecruiter.com slash J A N D J ZipRecruiter.com slash J and J ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire a lot to discuss today, but we start with the latest in the Antonio Brown saga. He practiced with the Patriots yesterday. Adam Schefter said the Patriots are going to defer with the NFL, to defer to the league as it comes to whether or not he plays on Sunday. League leaders met yesterday to decide whether or not they're going to put him on the commissioner's exemption list in the wake of the civil suit that's accusing him of three different acts of sexual assault. Now... This is a difficult decision for the league to make because it is a civil case and not a criminal case. And putting him on the commissioner's exemption list could set a precedent that civil cases could land you on the list. Jalen, if you were in that meeting of NFL league leaders, would you advise them to put Antonio Brown on the commissioner's exempt list? Extremely serious topic. I'm going to get buttoned up for this one. So let me get this right. You created an exempt list for situations like this. Antonio Brown is a unique scenario because 
they get a chance to meet with his accuser next week. Mm-hmm. You don't want a replay of Roger Goodell in the past not acting properly for public consumption and amongst the owners as he makes disciplinary decisions on assaults and domestic violence cases like he has in the past. He's mishandled a couple of those scenarios. So you can't think of putting him out there as the commissioner and then all of a sudden, if it came back that he ended up being guilty, that level of black backlash would be something I don't think he would be able to overcome. Now, if you're the Patriots, oh, he playing. If you're Antonio Brown, I'm definitely playing. Innocent until proven guilty. As the commissioner, however, put him on the exempt list. He got a $9 million guarantee when he signed. He's still going to get his bread. And I at least want to interview with her. And then we'll sort out the information. And then at some point, without being rushed, everybody should have a conclusion to whether he's going to play or when he's going to play at at some point this season. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I understand the nuance of putting him on the exempt list and why you wouldn't. But I'd say this, if I was the league, I would say we will evaluate this on a case-by-case basis. And because of the severity of the accusation and because of the ongoing investigation, we're putting him on the commissioner's exempt list until we conclude the investigation. And at that point, we will have sort of a result of the investigation. I think that's the right thing for them to do. I think Antonio Brown playing in an NFL uniform with the crest on his chest this weekend is just, it's, it's, it's again, like you mentioned, a repeat of missteps they've done before with similar situations. And they should have learned from the past and not allow that to happen. Well, we are going to have some other well, football. It also is going to rub a lot, it's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way because you know who they're playing this week? The Dolphins. So they're going to not only play him, but they're going to feature him in his home state. So for a lot of fans, you could possibly get ready for a visual of Antonio Brown being celebrated after the game by the fantasy points that he put up, by the media, by him being an athlete. And then all of a sudden the investigation happens next week. So I, if, I, if I'm the commissioner, I don't want that stain, especially after I have a checker pass to handle in a couple of these situations. Well, we have some games in the NFL this evening. We have one matchup between... Two high-profile quarterbacks, they're both trying to get back to previous success in the league. I'm talking about the Bucks and the Panthers, and that man right there, Jameis Winston, and Cam Newton. Cam Newton, who just two years ago oh, was, looking at, was changing the position forever with the innovative style and the way that he ran the ball. And last season, we know what happened with both of these quarterbacks. And last week, we know what happened with both these quarterbacks. Do you expect these two quarterbacks to perform well this evening, and who do you expect to be victorious? Here's what I did not expect. That gentleman right there, the former MVP of the league that led his team to the Super Bowl, basically looked Jameis Winston statue-esque in the player, in the pocket in the first game. Mm. That's the first thing that jumped out to me. Cam is probably the most athletic quarterback I have ever seen. What? That's okay? saying a lot. So it's one thing for him to have a, a, a bad shoulder. It's another thing for him not to be the best athlete on the field, which I've seen him be that person in at Auburn and in the league at different points of the time where his peers ranked him the best player in the game. So I'm looking to see if he can get back to diversifying his attack and start playing like an elite level quarterback. Well, it can also be argued that the most athletic person on the field for the Panthers is not at the quarterback position. It is Christian McCaffrey, the running back. And you said something previously about McCaffrey that I'm going to make you repeat. You had a prediction for McCaffrey this season (laughs) that was kind of jaw-dropping. What did you say? So, I love dual threat backs. And extensively following the game for so long, I remember the West Coast offense, and it was led by Joe Montana. Yeah, we marvel at Jerry Rice, and, 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 and rightfully so, but Roger Craig was a two-way back that used to put up those level of numbers that you see from McCaffrey. 
Another guy, Marshall Falk. Whether playing with Peyton and Indy, then the greatest show on turf. So those two guys, I recall, having 1,000 rushing and receiving yards. I would have believed that Edger and James would have gotten close to that. But either way, and a guy like LaDainian Tomlinson. But McCaffrey is doing a terrific job of separating himself earlier in the year to me as a guy that is the best running back on his team and arguably going to be the best receiver and or have the most receptions. This could be fascinating. So I want you to say it again out loud. What do you think Christian McCaffrey is going to do this season that only those two guys you mentioned, Roger Craig and Marshall Falk, have ever done in the NFL? So I like to put things on wax. Christian McCaffrey is going to be the third person in NFL history to amass a 1,000 rush and receiving yards in the same year. Well, if you look at what he did against the Rams, that's 19 carries, 10 receptions. It looks like they're going to be featuring him. Look forward to watching him this evening. took him number one overall. Yep. Don't overreact. Well, there's another big matchup in week two, and this is a emotionally loaded game. The NFC Championship game rematch between the Rams and the Saints. We all know what happened with the pass interference call, and the Rams are the Saints are still salty about it. Let's listen to Drew Brees asking if he's ever going to get over what was injustice on the football field. Still haven't, never will. But um, when you say forgotten about, I mean you know you you, you have to. You have to find a way to compartmentalize it to the point where you know you can move on in a positive way, and so I've found a way to do that. Um, but as far as just you know the events, you know you you live and learn. You know sometimes things don't go your way, and you got to find a way to come out better on the other side. You guys are saying in New Orleans that that game last year is something they're never going to get over. Any idea how you would feel about it if you were in their shoes? That's a New Orleans problem. <laughs> Not a LA problem. I love Akeem Talib's personality so much. He's like, that's, that's not, not, not a problem for this locker room. So, what do you expect to happen this weekend in this big matchup so early in the season? Well, the person I'm always looking for with the Rams is Todd Gurley. He's in the backfield carry share right now. And initially, I was scratching my head, like, wait a minute, they're in the red zone, not giving it to Todd Gurley. But it was great to see them feed him late. They gave Jared Goff a big contract, so he's going to be confident, feeling good about himself because they're 1-0. And for the Saints, Alvin Kamara. He's like like Christian McCaffrey, best back out of the backfield for their team. Arguably their second best receiver behind Michael Thomas. This could actually be a shootout. I'm so excited for this game. Sometimes I don't like it when these big games happen so early in the season. I want to warm up a little bit and learn a little bit about the teams. But I'm glad that this is going to happen so early in the season this year. Right now, Jalen Rose, it is time for some very important news that matters. Last week, you think the news would be all about week one in the NFL, but it was not. Dominating the news cycle day after day after day was the Popeye's Spicy Chicken Sandwich. And we ended the week with Popeye's releasing a statement saying that they no longer have any more chicken sandwiches. And they're standing by that. But there's been trickling in some rumors and some information, Jalen Rose. Megan Triplett, digital reporter for the Grizzlies, reported that she bought a chicken sandwich just two days ago from Popeye's. So they're out here still selling sandwiches secretly. And the governor of Louisiana, he's got a whole stash. Look at him. Look at all these chicken sandwiches that he's got. Jalen Rose, is Popeye's doing us wrong by saying they don't have chicken sandwiches when clearly we have hard evidence of them having chicken sandwiches? This is how you create supply and demand. Have more people believe that you have less supplies. That's what people and businesses do when they release shoes or limited releases. We've seen this. So they are doing a great job of keeping us talking about them and their brand and those chicken sandwiches. And so, again, you know I grew up around the corner from a Popeye's. Two-piece biscuit, crispy all day. Dark meat, leg, thigh. I'll get an extra wing, maybe two. So, yeah, you don't have to sell me on Popeye's. Jalen Rose, it happened again. It happened again. Team USA lost to Serbia early this morning. 
solidifying the fact that this is their worst performance in an international tournament in the history of the international tournaments. Jalen, this has happened before when they won the bronze in 2004, and then Team USA kind of bounced back. My question for you is, do you expect a similar reaction moving forward for Team USA where they will have better players and they will you know, sort of like use this as motivation to dominate the international competition? So as an American with a sports ego that believes every time I see the red, white, and blue playing internationally that we should win each game by 20 points and the other team should be asking us for autographs afterwards, I want everybody to know that was the dream team in 1992. Those days are over. If you look at some of the players that were out there, Bogdanovich can ball. Mm -hmm. I know that, uh, you know, he's not considered a superstar in the NBA. You see Boban playing big time minutes for their team. So we didn't lose first and foremost. We got beat, which is way different. Now, why did that happen? There were a couple of injuries to this roster. You lose Kuzma, you lose Tatum, a lot of versatility up front. Both of those guys are prolific scorers. We weren't able to knock down the three. We played a small lineup, meaning Harrison Barnes a lot at the five throughout this tournament. The bigs weren't necessarily consistent. Turner, Lopez, and Plumlee. And Kimball Walker, he got stymied in the previous game by Neil Akita. And then in this game, Donovan Mitchell wasn't able to get going like he was in the previous game. So I would have picked this team to win it all. And if we were seeding one through whatever in FIBA, I think they would have been number one. So this is an upset in theory. And yes, I want to give all of the credit, however, to Serbia because they beat Team USA. No excuse. I think this will lead to a turnaround for Team USA. I think in Tokyo they will dominate the way we expect them to. But in the meantime, we will see. There has been a major record that was broken kind of quietly last night. Jonathan Villar of the Orioles hit a three-run home run. That was the 6,106th home run of the season in Major League Baseball. That means that this season there has been more home runs than any other season by a lot. Now... A lot of people are talking about the ball. And the MLB is saying, yeah, we made a little tweak to the ball, but that's not what led to these home runs. And there's also this interesting point. Major League Baseball bought the company Rawlings. Rawlings provides the baseballs. Jalen, do you believe the MLB that the that the ball is not the cause for all of these home runs? David Jacoby, you've been doing this for 20 plus years. You're one of the you're you're amongst the best at doing what you do. For me, you're like a a ghetto Bob Costas. I thought you was gonna ask me, was this a soft move or a boss move by Major League Baseball? A boss move. Oh yeah. Okay. I love it. It's, I love it's, it. It's, I'm not a pitcher. No doubt. I like to see home runs. It it destroys all of the evidence. Okay, now it allows you to function in a position of power to dictate what happens to your baseball. Now, it's only easy physics. If the ball is tighter and the parks are smaller and the gates are shorter in different parts of the park, you're going to get more home runs. And that's the goal for Major League Baseball. Now my next goal will be to see netting at all of the Major League Baseball parks. They're getting there. They're working on it. They are getting there. I, I think it's like, if I was a pitcher, this would bother me. And also in AAA. AAA, the numbers are even are even more exploded than they are in Major Leagues. And they're even getting to the point where some pitchers, they don't send down AAA because they don't want that ego hit that's going to take to get so many home runs hit on them. And if you look at this date in history, right, through September 11th, last night, I mean, we're talking about thousands of, more home runs like that's that's over a thousand more home runs this year than other years and major league baseball saying that the change in the ball is not what's producing this change in the home runs is just kind of ludicrous because like what else happened Do you think the pitchers just all of a sudden got worse uh i, I, I love big business sometimes and, and just some of the the lies that come out of it moving on lebron james called a lawyer and told that lawyer to patent Taco Tuesday. Like, he's the first person to ever put Taco and Tuesday together. Like, he really thought this was going to work. Bad news for LeBron James. 
Patton didn't go through. Do you think in his head he created Taco Tuesday? I don't believe that he created it, but I understand that LeBron James <laughs> as a collective has become a marketing genius to the point where he understands once he pressed send on IG or Twitter that that can now generate revenue. And multiple businesses that he's been able to launch, he's used it that exact way. So when I started to see his level of enthusiasm for eating the tacos and doing the posts, I always thought that there was going to be some pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And now I see it was him trying to file this patent. But as you acknowledge, he got denied. One thing I want to acknowledge about LeBron's Taco Tuesday and my Taco Tuesday. Here's the thing about tacos. Easy to make. The kids love them. Crowd pleaser. It's just, they're just a perfect family meal. The kids get to make them themselves. Tacos always play with the family. I ate them growing up. I, I make them for my kids now. Coarse tacos are the perfect family meal. Shout out to LeBron James. He doesn't even cook his, though. You, you, know, you know how much I love tacos. When I'm in downtown Los Angeles, I make you take me for tacos. When I'm in South Seaport, I make you take me for tacos. There, there's so many places that I love. I gotta get, I gotta hit up Sharkies when I get back to the West Coast. But here's the thing about LeBron James. One thing I have not seen him do is cook any of it. Like I get no. in that kitchen. You oh, know yeah, what I'm saying? No. So he shows the people to cook it. They're not. It's, it's not even him or Savannah. And also, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. I, I, I can't believe. I love LeBron James so much. I'm gonna throw him some shade. I've noticed his tacos don't look that good. And his tacos don't look that good. They really don't. His tacos and his videos don't look that good. It's just like they've got a lot of lettuce in there. They seem like they're like healthy tacos. I would venture to say these really expensive chefs that LeBron James can afford to cook meals for him, he need to get a little more gritty with it. He does. I agree with you. Get in there. It ain't hard to make tacos, LeBron. Start mixing up the meat. Get the sauce in there. <laughs> add your own spices. Cook some onions in there. Don't follow the instructions. You got to venture your own path, LeBron. And then your patent will pass if you was cooking it. Yep. It's time for Soft Over Boston. <laughs> Big fight this weekend between two heavyweights. Tyson Fury takes on Swede Otto. Waleen. And before the fight, Tyson Fury, big fighter, big personality, had this to say about their post-match plans. But I've never met a challenge I couldn't defeat. I've never met a mountain I couldn't climb. I've never met a man I couldn't beat. So he's going to be no exception. And if, I, if all things go to plan, we're going to um, have a good fight, entertain the uh, Las Vegas fans, and uh, hopefully we'll go for a beer afterwards. You know. Jalen Rose, inviting your opponent for a beer after the fight, soft move or boss move? 1,000% boss move. On each level of competition, for the most part, you compete as hard as you can. You give your all to try to get the win. Once the game concludes, in particular when you're professionals, it should end there. Especially in a violent sport like boxing. If you look back in the annals of the sport, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, they didn't hate each other. I can give you a hundred examples to go down the line. So this is Tyson Fury being staying true to his personality. We got a chance to spend time with him in South Seaport. I ain't mad at that at all. I like his approach. He's calm, cool, seem collected and ready to go. I love Tyson Fury's personality. I love the way he fights. I love the fun that he has in the ring. And one thing I've always loved about this sport is after you spend basically an hour trying to beat somebody up, they always give each other a big hug once that final bell rings. Moving on, Demarcus Lawrence snubbed a young Giants fan looking for an autograph. We all saw that happen. Let's listen to Demarcus talk about it. Demarcus, Jalen Rose telling a young man to get the right jersey, son, and then not giving him an autograph. Soft move or boss move? So, I'm conflicted by this one. Probably the toughest one in the history of this show. Overall, (laughs) for him, boss move. 
it's not something I would do the way he did. But in his situation, here's why. He plays defense. He was on a roll. They just had a big victory. Mm-hmm. He was basically in a hostile environment walking to his bus. Somebody's parent encouraged them to go over there, whipped out the phone, assuming that they was going to get whatever they was pursuing, in this case, an autograph on his jersey, and the professional gave him the Heisman. This is going to happen, people, every now and then when you ask somebody for a picture, you ask somebody for an autograph, you can't get mad and take it personal. Now, I don't do that. I would at least laughed at his jersey and gave him a high five. Now, that part seemed a little like he didn't have to do that. But overall, I think it's a boss move. I think it's a soft move. Uh, one of my good friends taught me that if someone wants to take a picture of you, someone wants an autograph, they're a supporter of yours, you should take the time. And that man was a gentleman by the name of Jalen Rose. I walked the streets of New York. We have to stop every <laughs> 10 feet so you can take a picture with somebody. You can say what's up to somebody. Like, you, you straight up take four pictures with people. You don't do this. Yeah, you're calling it a boss move. I think it's a soft move personally. And you never know. You can get traded. And you know what? They're a fan of the sport before they're a fan of their team. And just like, what what's it take? What time does it take? You got a security guard there, so you know it's not going to take too long. But one thing that's not being talked about, which I think is the ultimate boss move here, the Sprinter van that he gets into. I love Sprinter vans. I got a big family. <laughs> I, I would I would love to have a Sprinter van to drive, a, to drive around in. Big boss move. Moving on. Aaron Rodgers does not like the wave. Can't stand the wave. Does not like when fans do the wave. And would prefer fans not to do the wave when he plays. Hating on the wave, soft move, or boss move? Boss move. I don't like it either. It had its run. It's like an old dance, a previous haircut, how you used to make movies, how you used to make movies, how you used to do stand-up. Like, all of these things evolve. Athletes are playing longer, modern medicine. Things change. The wave had its run. It's tired. As a matter of fact, I want to petition our show as... We try to get Biggie a statue in front of Barclays as we continue to retire words, as we continue to try to get red and meth into how high. I would like to petition the staff on this show to make sure that the wave gets retired. See, that's because you're a player. See, I'm a fan. The wave is fun. Just to watch 60,000 people all in unison, working together, watching it go across, coming to you, stand up. It's a show of unity. It's a beautiful visual. You got 60,000 people on the same page. You're always on the court. I'm in the crowd. Trust me, the wave is not going to be retired anytime soon. It is a classic, classic signature move in a sporting environment. We're going to move on. It's New York Fashion Week here in New York City. And some NBA players have made their trip and put their threads on. Let's take a look at some of these. Got P.J. Tucker with some loud little pull over there, but I like it. Carmelo, some head-to-toe pattern thing. I'm into it. Now, this is what I want to focus on. The, the zipper yellow, not real zippers, but zipper pattern yellow Cal Kuzma outfit. Jalen Rose, the zipper jacket that's all zippers and yellow. Soft move or boss move from Cal Kuzma. I must say this. Uh Uh-oh. And being born in 1973 makes me give this answer. Okay. There's no way I could look at a jacket with multiple zippers and not call it a boss move. What? I wanted a Michael Jackson. Jackson? I wanted a a Michael Jackson jacket so bad. So very bad. I would be hypocritical right now to say that that's not. However... What I do appreciate is there's no rules to fashion. Like at some point in the 80s and 90s, we used to have certain rules like when you can wear white or what's appropriate or whatever. Now colors are blurred. Um, fa- the, the, the materials have, have blended different fashion from the top to the bottom. More Achilles being exposed more arms and wrists and elbows you know so more 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 piercings more tats so there's no limit to fashion nowadays and as a fashion 
icon himself, I appreciate it. Did you just call yourself a fashion icon? Yes, no hesitation or Good stutter. Good for you. Good for you. Like, you notice I don't. I never say uh huh or no when I'm saying or stutter. <laughs> Jags rookie quarterback Gardner Minshew wasn't a highly touted rookie in the draft, but he played pretty well in a loss, but he played pretty well replacing Nick Foles when he went down early in the game. And we're learning more about Gardner Minshew and his time as a college quarterback. And one thing we're learning is that after practices and games, he would work out with those bands, you know, those like Tom Brady bands, but he would do it in the nude from time to time. Working out in the nude, soft mover boss move. Soft move. Oh, okay. Uh, The the softest move. Because I hate when people use a shared space like it's for their person. I don't care if it's at a health club. I don't care if you're at a gym. That ain't your basement. That is not your (laughs) privacy. So, therefore, you should not be bucket naked. Okay? When you get in the steam, throw on a towel. Okay? And clean up after yourself. I don't want to be walking in a shared space in a professional environment and it's a dude naked, especially if he had that mustache. Well, as I learn more about Gardner Minshew, there's a lot that I love about him. He's got a passion for Crown Royal. He sneaks it around in his in his jeans when he goes places. But I will also say this is the naked workout is a soft move. It's a soft move. It shows a lot of confidence and a lot of comfort. I do like that. I do like that in my quarterback. I want my quarterback to be so confident that he will just walk around naked and work out. But I completely agree with you on all the shared space stuff. Oh, you like a a guy more to be quarterback because he's naked. Got it. Exactly. Jalen, this is an evolving story that has another step in it. The California State Legister on Wednesday passed a bill that would allow college athletes to earn money from the use of their names, images, and likenesses. That bill will then go to Governor Gavin Newsom. Now, this is a first step towards college athletes being compensated, as most of us feel like they should be. However, this does not end the battle. This is just one step in a long journey. What do you think happens next Well said. Great way to introduce this. While I'm enthusiastic to see that there's been some movement in the state of California. How many um, states are in the United States? 50. So there's another 49. Oh, gotcha. And did the governor sign it yet? Not yet. And what's going to happen with those schools? Are they still a part of the NCAA? Yes, which has its own set of rules. Yes, it has its own set of rules. So these schools would essentially have to secede from the NCAA, which is the governing body over collegiate athletics. It's tricky. It's nuanced. So you mean somebody at UCLA or USC is going to have to look at its board of governors and or athletic director and say, we don't want to get the budget for the athletic program. We don't want the shoe money. We don't want the apparel We don't want any of that. I don't think we're there yet. I'm happy that these conversations are happening. I'm glad that so many athletes and individuals that work in the media are champions for this to take place. But we are a long way from closure on this topic. Absolutely. And I think one thing that's worth noting is if this bill passes, this isn't the colleges that gain the revenue from the sports that are paying these athletes. This is them being allowed to get shoe money or be an endorser or the video game likeness. So essentially, this is not, oh, now college athletes are going to be paid in the state of California. This is sort of a first step into one workaround way that they could be paid, but not paid by the school. And for the state of California... There's a tricky dynamic because you don't want to get ostracized by the NCAA no. uh, organization that you've made uh, multi-millions of dollars with over decades. Jalen, you are the best NBA analyst that I've ever seen in my whole entire life. But I am the best rec league analyst that has ever lived. I play rec league like nobody's <laughs> business. And we have a voicemail. If you call 9580-JALEN, you can leave us a voicemail. And if you talk about rec league, we'll play it on the show. So I know that you got the intramural basketball team and all that. I'm about to go to a game right now. 
co-ed adult league, and we're struggling. We are 0-4 right now. We're getting better. What advice do you have to finally get a win in this intramural team? Let me know. Peace. Well, you've come to the right place. As ESPN senior rec league analyst, a title that I gave myself this morning, I will say this, that one of the most important parts of performing well in a rec league game is being prepared for it. You don't get a lot of warm-up time because the games are back-to-back. So my advice to you, get in the gym earlier in the day and get some shots up. That's one thing that's really helped me out. You get in the gym earlier in the day, see the ball go through the net, and then you don't have all this pressure to sort of get yourself going in warm-ups. You've already got that confidence. You can't go wrong if you do that. Really appreciate your call. You're the expert. I got two words, really, that I only can contribute to this conversation. One, stretch. Two, don't gauge how how well you play by how many points you score. Jalen, we don't force topics on this program. Not everything is worth discussion. So we have a segment called Keep It Moving. If you want to talk about it, you say hit the brakes. If you don't, me, you, and Meth Man jump in the minivan and keep it moving. Are you ready, Mr. Rose? Let's get it. Your Detroit Pistons might be adding a former all-star. Keep moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. After dominating in the Big Three and winning the championship, ISO Joe worked out for the Pistons on Tuesday, and it looks like they may sign him. Would you advise the Pistons to add ISO Joe? Absolutely. If you look at what they've been doing this offseason, you bring in a Derrick Rose, a former MVP. He has something to prove. Michael Mm -hmm. Beasley was a pickup by the team. He has something to prove. I would like the team to also pick up Carmelo Anthony. Because when you have those vets on the team, I know the salary dynamic changes based on their years of tender of tenure, so you have to pay them more. But if you're nine through fifteen on your roster can include Joe Johnson and Carmelo Anthony, they're gonna bring something great to your locker room. The seasoned veterans, they're gonna make big plays at some point of the season. They're gonna have moments where they take over a quarter, take over a half take over a game. We've seen both of them do that in the offensively in particular. I think that's something that they should consider, and I wish that they would as a fan. I hope tomorrow we will be talking about the news story that ISO Joe has made his way through the big three and back to the NBA. Moving on, we have a Mike Scott of the Sixers getting into a fight at an Eagles tailgate update. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Oh, you got to hit the brakes. Mike Scott of the 76ers went to a Philadelphia Eagles game wearing the Washington team's jersey. There were some words exchanged and a skirmish ensued, and the news is that he will not be disciplined by the 76ers. What do you think about this tale? Adult beverages involved, likely. This is where keeping it fandom can go wrong, but he has a right to go wherever he wants and represents his team's football jersey, that should not lead to the home fans disrespecting him and thinking that they can run up on somebody that's six foot nine with a bunch of emoji tattoos on them and talk crazy to them, him and think he's not going to do something in return. Now we have some bad news for Jets fans and Michael Greenberg. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Wow, bad news. Greeny, oh my goodness, hit the brakes. Young quarterback Sam Darnold is going to be sidelined indefinitely with mononucleosis. You may not know this, but I also had mono in high school, and mono will keep you out for a long time. I was on the couch for weeks. And what happens is your spleen enlarges, so I couldn't play any contact sports. I played lacrosse at the time. Because your spleen could erupt if you make contact. This is going to keep Sam Donald out for quite some time. What do you think that does for the Jets' season? I believe this disease is cultural. That's another subject for another day. I would like you to enlighten me on something because you had it before. Is this considered a kissing disease? That is what is sort of like reputation is, is that you get it from kissing people, but... 
I think it's just like any other virus. It can be spread through any type of contact, but it's like a very serious, serious illness. This is not the flu. Like this does not go away for quite some time. And then you have to work your way back to health. And then because of the spleen enlargement, at least that's what I was told at the time, you could not play any contact sports. Too bad for Sam Darnold. But moving on, Jalen, I have a way for well, you. Well, congratulations. I want to congratulate you for something. Having something in common with a professional athlete? No, you never have to worry about me ever drinking after you again. Nope. Okay, okay. great, great. Moving on. Jalen, I have a way for you to get NBA championship rings. Keep moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes! Hit the brakes! Yes, 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 yes! Almost, almost half a million dollars in fake championship rings was seized by authorities. Would you buy a fake ring just to have one? Oh, no, dog. I don't want a fake one. Okay. Because on. while I wasn't fortunate enough to win one on the court, I ain't believe I'm winning them in the game of life. You are my friend. After beating Cirilli Williams in the finals of the U.S. Open, Bianca Andrescu is going to have something in her honor that you've always wanted. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes, please. She beat Serena. She, she's going to have a street named after her in her hometown. You have voice that maybe this is something that you wouldn't mind happening in the great city of Detroit. How do we get you a street in Detroit? I'm not the person to, like, uh, be the champion for this. And just, like, going into the you. Hall of Fame type of thing. I got But you. here's what I will say. I just want to know what the criteria was for people who had that happen for them in the past in each of those situations, and then measure Jaylen, to see if I have a legitimate claim or not. Say no more. You can't be the champion for it, but I can be the champion for it. I'm writing the mayor. I'm writing whatever it is, the you know, Department of Sanitation, Department of Education, Department of Everything, Parks and Rec. I'm going to get that for you, and I'll be right there at the unveiling. And then that night, I'm going to go steal the street sign. Moving on. Jalen, the NBA 2K ratings have been released. Keep moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. I love video games. Jalen, if you see there on the screen, it says that your rating, because I think you can play in like a, you know, in Legends or whatever, is an 86. How do you feel about that? Like a B, B plus. Don't sleep on your boy. If you would have asked me what I thought I was going to be, I was going to say 85. That's Shaq right there, or that's Glenn Rice. Either one, but that's a bucket. On the hill. Is that Kobe? Oh, down low hook. <laughs> All day. Big guard, three percent. Oh, Ori, oh, watch out. That should have been an and one. And oh, he, oh, off the screen. You know, you got to be able to play with the ball. Get some of that harp. I'll see you at the golf outing. I'll remind you about that. Good pass, Reg. <laughs> watch out now. So, absolutely. I mean... So, Jalen, I couldn't hey, help but notice. 86, that all, that's moderate. Um, 86 is pretty good. Like, we all have to know who we really are. You're not a 95. You're not a 96. But 86 in the NBA? That's great. That's great. I like it. If you call. Jalen, do you still remember the number? 98085 Jalen. Close. Very close. If you call 98580-JALEN, you can leave us a voicemail. If you leave us a voicemail and you give a shout-out to Reg the Ledge, he'll play it on the show just like this. Yo, what up, Jalen and Jacoby? It's your boy Zay calling from the Carolinas. Shout-out, Reg the Ledge, Reginald Hooks. Big shout-out. So I got a soft move or boss move question for you guys. Now I'm a frequent listener to the podcast, and I know Jacoby absolutely hates it. When Reg or Jalen messes up the intro or goes Darrell Revis, and he makes sure he calls it out every single time. But I noticed something. When Mano was on the show, he talked all through the intro. Now, I'm a fan of hip-hop, so I understand the lineage and the reputation of Mano. So I need to know from you guys, is soft move or boss move, interrupting your friends and coworkers, but letting the guests slide. Let me know what you guys think. Keep getting those checks and keep giving the people what they want. Once again, shout out Rich the Ledge. Peace. Boss move. First of all, it's my own move, so I'm going to call it a boss move. But second of all, I enjoyed when Mayno was kind of ad-libbing through the intro. You know what I mean? Why not? He's got a microphone. He knows what he's doing. 
And it sounded kind of cool. And it knew, let the audience know that we had a guest. And Mano's not here every day. He's a guest in our home. You know what I mean? So you got to treat him right. And I really think that I enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice little flair, a little difference of the day. But the difference between Mano and Jalen and the difference between Mano and Reg is Mano isn't here every day. Mano doesn't know that we do the same thing every day for the intro. Nope. So I, I, it, it, so Jalen rarely messes up the intro. I'm going to give him credit for that. I mess up the intro more than Jalen does. Yep. Reg sometimes messes up the intro. But Jalen bats near a 1,000 when it comes to the intro. For real. Thank you, brother. Sometimes after he says, on the cool check-in, sometimes when you say, on the cool check-in, there's a long pause between center stage on the mic, and I'm wondering if you forgot what you're supposed to say next. I'm wondering. But now you've kind of made it seem intentional. Jalen, what do you think about me letting Mano slide during his ad-libs during the intro? So for those that have been supporting our movement for the past eight years, we try to be a soundtrack for the culture. And a lot of times that plays out on the field, on the court, on the diamond, on the pitch. But the thing that becomes a common denominator is music. And if you notice, we make that a big part of who we are and what we do. Not only on audio, but visuals, the pictures you see on the wall, all of that stuff. So if you're listening to our show in studio for the first time, like Mano was, just think about what he was hearing as somebody that's an artist himself. He was like, this is dope. He's like, y'all get to come to work in this room? Like, y'all need to be paying ESPN. And then all of a sudden, we put on the intro. That should be getting an Emmy anytime soon. Yep. And then he hear Chuck D. And then he hear the Beat Nuts. And then he hear Bree. And then he hear Pimp C. And then he hear Red Man. Oh man, before we started the show, I thought he was about to spit some bars. And then all of a sudden the mighty OJs came on, got to give the P. He was like, yo. Between him and Steve Harvey, they snapping their fingers, they was into it. You know what I'm saying? So I had zero problem because he rolled the wave with us, a la Max B. Shout out. Do you think Reggie played that voicemail because he said Reg the Ledge and he's trying to make the Reg the Ledge nickname happen? Nope. 1,000%. I meant to tell you this on the phone the other uh, earlier today. I was oh, going to no. do a gentleman's bet with you about that, but I forgot <laughs> to do it because you was actually working. <laughs> but and, and this also can prove to you because you were critical of Reg the other day that the cause ain't old because we only had one of those calls and it was just the other day. Yeah, so I'm starting to think. So here's a question for you, Jalen. Do you think Reg the Ledge went on to Instagram and tried to secure the Reg the Ledge handle? That's cute, man. That's cute. Well, he got too many handles already. Yeah, he's doing but, it right now. But, That's cute, man. He's doing this. He's going to make sure he own it on the show. He'll need to own it on social media. He's going to let it get a life of his own. What it do, baby? Yeah. <laughs> You're the best, Red. Appreciate the call, Zay. I like when people from the Carolinas call because they say from the Carolinas. They don't They don't, They don't. don't really like say, you know what I mean, like which Carolina. They like, they like use it as one. I'm, I'm not too familiar with the Carolinas. I haven't spent too much time there. But I was just curious. If that's something that people say, it's like me saying, like, I'm from the boroughs. Like, yeah, I'm from I'm from the boroughs. Like, well, that's how people, not that important. That's how people do when they from the DMV. The same thing. Yeah. They feel it's all one type of thing. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Let's listen to another voicemail. Reg the Ledge. What up, J&J? This is Ernie from LA. Uh, I have a question. So sophomore or boss move? You're at the park playing basketball when you run into your favorite, one of your top favorite podcasters in the world, David Jacoby, he ends up playing the first game, five versus five, unfortunately ends up losing, and then it's your turn to go next, he asks you to, uh, you know, can I jump on your squad? I had to say no, because we already had five. But in retrospect, I kind of regret it now because I would have had the pleasure of playing b-ball with the 
almighty David Jacoby. So let me know what you think. Thank you. First of all, big shout to Ernie. You know, I still, I still play at the park, Jalen. Jalen hasn't played outside. Jalen doesn't play outside. NBA players don't play outside. That's just something that they don't do. But here's the thing. Boss move, not adding me to the team. If you, when you're a general manager of a pickup basketball team, you, you gotta keep one roster spot open. You know what I mean? I can't tell you how many times I'm like, oh no, I got Fred coming just in case. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I've got one coming. You know, you gotta keep a roster spot open until, until it's like game point. And then you pick the last spot up. Cause I'm just a good GM. <laughs> Bill Simmons is a great pickup basketball general manager too. So Jalen, <laughs> not maneuvering his roster to add David Jacoby to his team, soft move or boss move. It's a boss move, yeah. but for a different reason. Just think about this, Jacobs. This man knows who you are. Mm-hmm. He got love for you. Mm-hmm. He Shout follows your program. Shout out. Mm-hmm. He's at the same run that you're at. Mm-hmm. He watches you play. If you dominate, he picks oh, you up. Oh, I don't up. dominate. That's that just thing. let it's me just... know that you didn't do much. Nope. Yeah, I didn't. I don't do much anymore. So he couldn't justify ago, it. He couldn't oh, justify years it. Ago, buckets. Yeah, now I'm 41. I got three kids. I'm not that nice anymore. I'm really not. I'm slow. <laughs> Turnovers. Can't hit a jumper anymore. Big shout out to Ernie, though. Appreciate you, man. Shout that was out. the right thing to do. I want to thank everybody for calling Ernie and Zay. Appreciate all the calls. Call 985-80-Jalen. Leave us a voicemail. Reg the Ledge will put on the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Why is that, Kara? Done. We're not done. We're not done. Name my little guys. I love them. What it do, baby? Yeah.